Is George Pickens maybe the best dynasty value right now in your redraft and your rookie drafts? We'll dive in more on this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my co host, Marcus Mosher. You could give him a follow at Marcus underscore Mosher. And of course, follow the show. Follow us wherever you listen to your fantasy football podcast. Uh, hit that subscribe button over on the YouTubes. Never miss a awesome opportunity to improve your dynasty team. Marcus, happy Monday. Another week in the book uh, without football. Uh, I'm very empty yeah. and sad, but we're going to be talking about some George Pickens today. We're going to do a little mock draft Monday. Up. We've got combine we coming up, though. That's a good thing. This is one of my favorite times of the year because now we get to overreact to all these 40 times and broad jumps and stuff. And it's always a blast on Twitter. So it's it's one of my favorite times. And we've got free agency coming up uh, later in, in the month, right? We've got uh, some some trades that I'm sure are going to be happening. It's going to be a busy, busy time to be a football fan. But, yes, you mentioned it. George Pickens, he is the star of today's show. Uh, but will he be a star in the NFL? That is a segue, Kate. Uh, let me ask you this. <laughs> what did you think about George Pickens when you watched him on tape over the weekend? Gosh, Marcus, I was really hoping you would lead in with All right. you would think you like about me George Pickens. No, you know what? So I, George Pickens, a wide receiver, Georgia, former four-star recruit, 6'3", 200 pounds, uh, breakout age delight. Um, broke out as a true freshman, had 49 catches, 727 receiving yards, eight touchdowns. What a start, man. What a start. And then, boom. Uh, I don't know what else to make of George Pickens. Sophomore season, uh, disappointing. Hasn't been perfectly healthy. Tore his ACL um, in March of last season. So, uh, only played one total game as uh, a junior here. Mm. We don't have the best sample size. Uh, I don't know what to make of George Pickens. Can you start us off on that conversation? Because I'm at a bit of a loss. So, yeah, it, this one's really tricky because I remember in 2019, at the end of that season, he, he finished the year really strong. He scored a touchdown in four straight games. Played well against AM, scored a touchdown against LSU. That's the LSU team that won the national championship. Had a long touchdown against Georgia Tech. And then in the bowl game that Georgia had against Baylor, he got 12 passes for 175 yards and a touchdown as a true freshman. And I remember thinking at the time, holy cow, this guy is going to be like a top five overall pick. Like this is one of the best receiving prospects that we've ever seen, right? I, I mean – he was just getting open at will. And then the 2020 season came and there were some rumors about him potentially opting out after that really good start. He didn't, he, he came back and he had an okay year. Uh, he had 513 yards and six touchdowns in eight games. Uh, part of that is because the quarterback play just wasn't very good, right? They were rotating between JT Daniels and Sensa Bennett. He did finish the season really strong. 
five catches for 126 yards and two touchdowns against Missouri in their in the final game of the regular season. Seven catches for 135 yards and a touchdown against Cincinnati in the bowl game. And remember, that's against two corners that are going to go in the you know going to be high picks in the NFL draft and Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant. And then he tears his ACL this offseason. And you think he's he's done. He's probably not coming back, but he does. He he somehow makes it back in like six months, plays a couple games, doesn't look like quite the same player. And now we have to project, is he closer to what we saw at the end of 2019 and the end of 2020? Or did he kind of peak already in college? I, I don't know if I have an answer, Kate. And it, I think it's kind of an interesting, um, I don't know if you can pr- provide any insight here, I think it's an interesting move for George Pickens to decide to come out this year. Well, I, I, I don't know. If it provide was all some that insight time. there. Yeah, I, I mean, you look at the quarterback play there. It's going to be probably the same guy next year, Stetson Bennett, right? And I just don't think in that offense they're going to throw him the ball a lot. So you might as well come out now as a 21-year-old, even if you go in the third or fourth round, which we'll get to in a second at least get that first year under your belt in the NFL and try to make it to the second contract. But I, I just don't know if Georgia was going to develop him any further. That's all. I think that's fair. Um, you mentioned the draft stock. He is uh, currently by PFF projected to go in the third round. Hmm. Uh, so not super high. They have him ranked as uh, their number 12 wide receiver on their big board. I think it's just so interesting because I do think this is a guy that um, he has ability to create space. I think he's got, uh, you know, the the technical skills available to him that um, could make him a big time asset in terms of his route running at the NFL level. But again, we just haven't seen haven't had the opportunity to at least see this uh, development as he ages and progresses through uh, his collegiate career. So he could be a value uh, at this point. You right. you hinted it before. Yeah, I mean, I was just uh, was looking at Todd McShay. And we know some of the big draft media people like McShay and Kuyper. They tend to rank players based off how the NFL sees them and not necessarily how they see them. Uh, he, has, he has George Pickens as wide receiver 16, the 108th player overall. So you're talking about a borderline day two pick. Um, and I understand. I, I just wanted to ask you, as a player, what did you think about his skill set? Because you mentioned his size, 6'3", 200. Are you worried about the lack of speed? He's not slow, but he's not a burner either. I do worry about the lack of speed because it's something that if we don't see refinement in some of the other areas of his game, which, like again, he got off to such a hot start in his collegiate career, but – uh, we didn't get to see the progression of that skill set. Um, you know, the the ability to create separation, like I said, sets him mm-hmm. apart. But um, did he really get to, uh, you know, further develop that skill? No. Uh, he had, you know, the lower body, body injury um, in one of the most crucial seasons of his career didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what to make of George Pickens because I do worry about that lack of speed if we don't get to see the development of the other areas of his game. I like his ability to, um, you know, track a ball. I like, I like the big playability, but I think um, the big playability 
after the point of the catch, uh, if you're just relying on the speed, isn't quite there. I want to keep talking about George Pickens, but before we get to where we think he might land and all that kind of stuff, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. And that's because we are sticking to eating better due to Built Bar. Built Bars are low calories, high protein. You can replace your candy bars with these and they'll just you'll live a much better life. Most, most Built Bars only contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. The other good thing about Built Bars, they just taste so good. They have so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and Built Bars always coming out with new flavors. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Uh, all right, a couple of things just to finish up on George Pickens here. I kind of get the sense that he's probably not going to run a 40 at the combine. He might not even work out because he still is – less than a year removed from that ACL injury. If he doesn't run a 40 at all during the draft process, does that make you nervous? Um, given the injury, no. Uh, I I, I kind of didn't expect to see him run the 40. Obviously, we did get to see him uh, have some playing time here following the injury, but uh, testing out, I think, is, is uh, a, a little bit of a riskier game because there's really not not a ton of upside there unless he's been knocking it out of the park uh, in his own trials, then there's really no reason mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, put that data out there um, better to leave things up to speculation. So I'm not going to hold that against him. All right. So I saw on NFL draft scout, they projected at like a four, five, four, 40 yard dash, which is fine. Like if that's what he ran, wouldn't, I wouldn't blink. Right. That's a, that's a great time. Uh, I want to ask you about some comparisons here before we talk about landing spots. So I think in terms of like the way that he plays where he's an outside receiver, like it's pretty clearly he's an outside receiver. He wins not by speed, but just by, you know, really good timing. Uh, he's really good at tracking the ball. He can win outside the framework of his body. Does like a Michael Gallup comp make a little bit of sense to you? Oh, I like that. I that wasn't a comp on my list here, but uh, I I do kind of I, I like that. And it, the interesting um, the interesting prospect here is, uh, you know, the the fact that we have Michael Gallup now coming off of a torn ACL. So I'm mm -hmm. just saying that's kind of yeah. kind of perfect here, Marcus. Um, I do think that's interesting, but I think. Michael Gallup is a guy that we've seen such um, like fantastic technical refinement. And I think sure. that's what sets um, Michael Gallup apart for me, at least is, um, you know, he does so many of the small things so proficiently well, um, you know, his uh, understanding of where he's at on the field, um, his ability to keep his tippy tippy toes in mm -hmm. uh on the some of these sideline catches like those are where i think uh you know michael gallup wins for me uh you know over george pickens but again could george pickens have that possibly uh yeah. 
just it, it's a dart throw. Uh, all right, I want to I want to talk about where he's going to probably go in the draft. My guess, Kate, is third round at some point, right? Because there's just not a lot of guys that with his kind of production when he plays in a big school like that and that his have his size. So if you look at some other receivers recently that were drafted in the third round, let's just kind of compare them. Like, for example, Brian Edwards, another SEC receiver, didn't have amazing stats, but fairly productive in a run first offense. Do you think like Pickens has more upside than a Brian Edwards? Cause I do. I do. And I think it comes down to, again, those question marks at health, um, that could be an NFL team's opportunity to get him at a discount. And I mean, the fact that he is projected to go in the third round, that really opens up the entire draft board. Uh, yeah. Cause I mean, obviously the, the third round, we've got plenty of compensatory picks, but I mean, that does put some of these more competitive teams in the mix uh, to, to draft a wide receiver. Uh, we've talked about his lack of speed. So, something that I think would be kind of interesting is to pair him with an offense that already has that, that mm, they aren't looking for that. Uh, what about Kansas city? They have yeah. two third round picks uh, both towards the end of the third round. They pick at 94 uh, and one Oh two as a compensatory selection. They already have the speed in Tyreek Hill. They've already got, um, they've already got that part locked up on their game. So, uh, you know, put, George Pickens on the outside and allow him to be a solid wide receiver too. I think that could be an interesting fit. Yeah. And I think, I think you hit on something here. He's probably going to go to a team where he's not going to be asked to be the number one or probably not even the number two receiver right away. And that's going to scare some, some dynasty owners, right? Because they're just going to look, Hey, the path of targets is pretty crowded, but I actually think going to a team like that with an established quarterback makes a lot of sense. Um, I think the Chiefs are a good option. The Chargers are a good option if, like, if Mike Williams leaves. Right, uh, Buffalo. If Buffalo wants an outside receiver, you know, that can be a little bit more of a contested catch guy. I think those are all good spots. And listen, third round makes a lot of sense. I, I just keep coming back to it. when I saw him at his peak in 2019 and 2020. I thought this was a first round receiver, and if you compare that to the receivers that typically go in the third round. I just think he's got a much higher ceiling, right? Last year, Josh Palmer was a third-round pick. Diami Brown, Amari Rogers, Nico Collins, Anthony Schwartz. Like, if he goes in that range, I think he's going to be a huge value in rookie drafts. I really do. I, I think so as well. And actually, you hit on the next name that I wanted to bring up, Anthony Schwartz. Uh, another guy that we still have some time left to see if he's going to turn into anything for the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Uh, but talk about speed. He ran a four two seven at his pro day. Uh, what do you think about potentially sending him to Cleveland yes. Yes. where, you know, obviously there are still questions about their, uh, their plans at quarterback Jarvis Landry uh, leaves a potential opening there in the slot, but if he's they're gone. planning to yeah. rebuild, this wide receiver room, uh, maybe, uh, you know, pairing him uh, up with Anthony Schwartz, Donovan Peoples-Jones could get him in an interesting position uh, where like uh, he might see some opportunity there. And the good thing is that offense does have a lot of speed if they move on from Jarvis, right? Because Donovan Peoples-Jones and Schwartz are really fast. I believe that David Njoku is going to come back and he's one of the most athletic tight ends in the league. 
So they probably could use that bigger guy that profiles as an X receiver in the NFL. I, I think I think that makes a ton of sense. I I will say where Pickens lands in terms of like the team is probably gonna really change his dynasty value like short term. But long term, I think no matter where he goes, I do think he's a value because if you're looking like at Dynasty League football right now, he's really, really fallen in the rankings. I, I went back and I looked at like after the 2019 season where people were valuing George Pickens and Debbie Leagues. And he was the number one receiver in this class. And now you're looking at him as wide receiver seven. I, I just think that's a value. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we watched um, Drake London. We watched Traylon Burks. I think it's clear that both of both of those guys are better prospects than George Pickens, correct? Absolutely. Uh, more refined, better sample size for us to judge him on. Um, so it, it, it definitely, I mean, George Pickens, you are uh, betting on the ceiling here and you're betting on, um, you know, sort of like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, Stranger Things, like the Upside Down. Of course, yes. What would have happened in the Upside Down if George Pickens were to stay healthy, if he would have had a normal 2020 season? Uh, bet on his upside in the Upside Down. That's what I think you need to bet on yep. George Pickens as, because I think the ceiling's uh, reasonably high, but he needs the right situation. He needs the right opportunity uh, in order to flourish, and we'll see if he gets that. I truly believe if he doesn't tear his ACL and he just has – even an average season, he's still probably a first-round pick in this class. But just because of the injury, because he didn't play a ton, and the 2020 season was weird with COVID, and he didn't have a great start, there's a lot of questions now. And I think a team sometime on day two is going to be very, very happy with the receiver they get there. Uh, all right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam with both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Kate, it's a mock draft Monday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, and we've got a new one uh, that we need to talk about. And I believe this one is coming from our guy, Eric Crocker, uh, from Lockdown NFL Draft and Lockdown 49ers. We're not going to go through the whole draft, but I want to just pick out a couple guys that landed in unique spots and get your thoughts on them. Uh, the first is at pick number nine, the Denver Broncos selecting Matt Corral, quarterback from Ole Miss. Do you like that fit? So I, I think I've said this on this podcast before. I'm not going to trust the Denver Broncos to draft and develop a quarterback at this point. I would prefer to see them go after one of these, um, you know, veteran yeah, you know, guys on the trading block who we know are established, we know what you're gonna get. I'd much prefer for them to see uh, it, that because I don't think Matt Corral is good enough to lift this team up on his own. I agree. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. I'd rather send that pick to a potential trade suitor myself. I agree. If it's not for Aaron Rodgers, go out and get Russell Wilson. You're gonna hate this. Go out and get Derek Carr. 
the, the Raiders would probably never <laughs> trade him within the division, but that's that's what I like. Uh, all right, let's keep going. At number 10, Traylon Burks to the Jets. Gotta say, Kate, I don't love this fit. Okay, tell, tell me why. We, we've we watched the tape on Traylon Burks. We like him we, as a wide receiver. We, we do like him a lot. I think he's best as a guy that can move inside-outside, right? And I would like to see him on a creative offense that can get him touches in the backfield, on screens, and all that kind of stuff. But they already have Elijah Moore. I feel like they need a true X receiver that can win consistently with route running. And that's just not Brooks's game. He's, he's more of a gadget player than a refined receiver at this point. And I feel like the jets just need somebody that was a little bit, that's a little bit more technically sound. That's fair. Okay. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Uh, this one is very interesting at number 11, the Washington uh, commanders select Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. I, one of my favorite wide receivers in this class Mine too. Um, started off the season very hot uh, in this, this 2021 season, four straight games of at least a hundred receiving yards. Uh, just he's, he's an absolute dominant beast. Hmm. Um, I, I, I really like this uh, and I like this opportunity. My only question mark comes down to what are you doing at quarterback? Um, is Garrett Wilson a wide receiver that you think is strong enough to stand on his own without an established quarterback? And maybe the point for Washington is we don't love any quarterbacks in this year's class. And we're not sure that we can go out and trade for one. So if we get Garrett Wilson and we combine him with Terry McLaurin, uh, Curtis Samuel, if he ever plays Logan Thomas and Antonio Gibson, Maybe we're really appealing to a you know to a quarterback next year because we have all the weapons and we've got a good offensive line or at least an offensive line that's building. Maybe that's the play because otherwise it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, and you do have Terry McLaurin heading free agency in 2023. So, uh, you know, if you're even planning to move on from Terry McLaurin, uh, I don't know. You're just swapping out one Ohio State receiver for another. That's my yeah. that's my yeah. thought. Uh, I don't like that. Though. I want both those guys to play together. I want both I, of them too, Marcus, but I'm just, I, just saying. I, I actually think on the field fit, those two guys would make so much sense, right? McLaurin is the speedster that makes plays down the field. Uh, Wilson's the guy that can make plays after the catch. Uh, I, man, that's that's a really good fit. All right, moving on. Uh, talk about a perfect fit. Jamison Williams, the absolute burner from Alabama, going to the Chargers at pick 17. Now, he might not be ready for week one, but that's okay. This is a long-term pick, and my gosh, that fit is perfect. I absolutely love this. Uh, it, you know, if the Chargers are planning to let Mike Williams walk in free agency, this is an opportunity for you to snag uh, another, like you said, the the speed there, uh, mm -hmm. the, the ability, uh, the athleticism, you are getting all of that. And I think you're getting Jamison Williams at a bit of a discount uh, comparatively just because of the, uh, the you know, injury. Uh, the unfortunate uh, timing of his injury has, I think, gotten the Chargers a big steal here. And, I mean, even if, let's say you bring back Mike Williams on a two-year deal worth, I don't know, $35 million. I, I, This is a good way to 
uh, you know, Bridge the have gap. somebody, yeah, have somebody waiting in the wings. We know Mike Williams isn't the most durable receiver in the in the world. They also drafted Josh Palmer last year. Palmer's not really a speed guy, but really good. You know, in the middle of the field, I think he would make a lot of sense. I love this fit. Uh, all right, a couple more. Your Steelers take Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty. Uh, the, I think this would be the least, uh, probably the least shocking pick yeah. of anybody. This is the worst kept secret in the NFL uh, among draft scouts. Everything. The Steelers are, are, lying, are eyeing Malik Willis. I love the fit, um, but I, I do think that if the Steelers take Malik Willis in the first round, they've got to get themselves a veteran quarterback, like we've said, uh, potentially uh, Marcus Mariota, Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky, a guy that can, I, you know, I think give you semblances of that mobility that you're going to get with Malik Willis, but give Malik Willis time to develop. Don't throw him into the ring of fire just yet. All right. Three more. And I just want you to tell me your favorite of the fits. Uh, Crystal Lave to Tampa Bay at pick 27. Jahan Dotson, wide receiver from Penn State going to Green Bay at pick 28. Or Drake London, wide receiver from USC going to the Dolphins at pick 29. Drake London, Miami Dolphins, number 29. I think uh, I love this fit from just a, a, a NFL standpoint. I think this would be such a smart pick by this team. Um, you know, give Jalen Waddle, uh, you know, obviously you've got the speed with Jalen Waddle. You've got ability after the catch. I think Drake London is just this perfect um, big body possession receiver that, uh, just helps the development of your quarterback. If you're going to commit to Tua, give him all the weapons that you can. And I think Drake London is the perfect weapon to be able to do that. They haven't solidified their run game. Um, I think this is the perfect move to raise the ceiling of your quarterback, but also raise the floor, uh, which could be more important. Yeah, I, I think Miami's got to build their offensive line. But at that point in the draft, it's just too good of a value to pass up, right? Now, they would still have Devontae Parker for one more year. They have Preston Williams. So they have some size, but London with his size and his blocking ability, which Mike McDaniel talks about a lot in the receivers, like the receivers have to be able to block. Drake London can do that. That would be a be a fun offense, Kate. Yeah, I think this could be a really interesting, uh, interesting fit. I'd like to see it. And I think uh, from the standpoint of, like you said, the value. I don't think there's any better value here uh, among any of these no. wide receivers than Drake London because I think you know what you're getting uh, and you're getting a big body, just dominant and reliable wide receiver. I agree. It's a fantastic pick there. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the show wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday. Kate, you and I will be back on Friday. And the good thing about that is uh, we're going to have some combine stuff to talk about. Quarterbacks and wide receivers test on Thursday night. So maybe we can get into the weeds on some of those combine numbers. So make sure you guys are tuning in for that. Have a great week. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, y'all.